Thanks for joining me on this journey and welcome to the Journey with Jenny podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV, where we hit all the topics that help and encourage you on this journey of life. Everything from health to mindset to business to finances, anything that helps you and makes your life better, we cover it all. Welcome everyone. And today we are talking about habits. So why are we talking about habits today? Well, habits are important. Your habits define who you are, but don't take my word for it. Let's listen to what others have to say about habits and why we're even talking about them today. So this guy named Aristotle, may have heard of him. He said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. And then Lao Tzu said, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And then Colin Powell said, If you are going to achieve excellence in big things, you develop the habit in little matters. Excellence is not an exception. It is a prevailing attitude. BJ Fogg said, if you pick the right small behavior and sequence it right, then you won't have to motivate yourself to have it grow. It will just happen naturally, like a seed planted in a good spot. John C. Maxwell said, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Routine. Tony Robbins said, in essence, if we want to direct our lives, we must take control of our consistent actions. It's not what we do that shapes our lives, but what we do consistently. Brian Tracy said, successful people are simply those with successful habits. Robert Collier said, success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. And Og Mandino said, good habits are the key to all success. So that's why we're talking about habits. Habits are very important because it really defines who we are. And then another person who wrote extensively about this is James Clear. And in his book, Atomic Habits, he discussed the power of your habits and how to create good habits. And so I highly recommend that book that really goes in a lot of into the, a lot of the how-tos. And I'm not necessarily going to go into the how-tos today. I want to talk about what are those habits that are good habits to put into your life. So I wanted to pick a few of these daily habits and just highlight them and give explanation behind them. Because sometimes when you know the why, you are more emboldened to give effort to create that habit. And these habits, I wanted to say also, are not just for you, they're for your kids too and anyone you love. So you can help create these habits for yourself and um, you can help create these habits in the lives of other people as well. So if you don't already do these things, I encourage you to start incorporating them today um, and just pick one and add it to your routine. And maybe you do these things, but this is giving you further reasons. Maybe some of the reasons that um, I share might you might not have thought about before. So 
<clears throat> and uh, for the record, too, I was also I I was chatting with my kids as well and said, OK, what are some of these habits that um, should be, you know, that I should share that we should talk about? And so some of these are from them as well. So definitely involve them in creating habits. And when you create habits, you set a good example for them and then you help them set up good habits as well. All right. So I wanted to start off with key ways to prep for the day. So ways to start your day strong. And these all amount to habits. It's, it's the consistent activities that you do and those become habits. So stop and think about your morning routine or maybe routine is a fancy word for what happens in the morning, but like what happens in the morning consistently when you get up, what does your day look like? Is it the helter skelter, like scurried everywhere, flying out of bed, hair all over the place and just running out the door and doing your thing? Um, what does your morning look like? So here are some key ways to prep for the day in an optimal way. So Number one is do not hit the snooze button. And I know I just lost a lot of you right there. I honestly, I, I don't know why. I would love to hear your uh, input on this. Like I, I should do a poll as to how many of you use the snooze button and how many of you don't because I know people that do it just swear by it. And I don't understand it. But the thing is, is it's not good for you. So when you go back to sleep, it throws off your sleep cycle and then you never wake up fully. So it is actually better for you to set your alarm for the later time, whatever time you would have hit the snooze a thousand times and whatever the that time is, set your alarm for that time and then newsflash, get up. <laughs> get up when it goes off because it's actually much better for you starting the day. Because if you've noticed for those of you that do this, it gives you that groggy feeling and then that you're just not totally waking up because it's affecting your circadian rhythm. So don't hit the snooze button, set the alarm and then actually get up when the alarm goes off. Okay. All right. Second thing for ways to prep for the day, have your outfit set out the night before. This just makes it so much simpler. You don't have to think about it. And it's just part of a, more of a well-oiled machine and it's not as stressful in the morning. I actually, I worked with someone that um, set out her outfits for the whole entire week. <laughs> so um, that just made her routine and just made her week flow very nicely. So um, whatever works for you, but at least doing it the night before just makes it a lot easier. And just think about think about the times when you have like a, a big trip or a big event the next day and you have everything set out and just helps you sleep better at night, right? Too, because you, you have things set up and you're ready to go. Um, so just if you're in that routine of just having your outfit ready, um, that's one less thing to do and consider in the morning. Um, just definitely reduces the stress and, and streamlines things in the morning. All right. Then the third thing about waking up and prepping for the day, use water to wake up. So uh, do a cold splash of water on your face or maybe a cold shower. There's a lot of research and study on that. Um, that's especially um, big right now in the research about cold shower or jumping into a cold pool if you have it or something. Um, so I'm not going to go into all that, but do some research on that um, on your own. Um, drinking a glass of water. Um, this is really good for your body to help wake up as well. 
All right. The fourth thing about waking up and prepping for the day, um, <clears throat> take your probiotics on an empty stomach about 30 minutes before eating. So that's going to, they are going to be the most effective um, at that time. I'm doing it like about half an hour before you eat on an empty stomach. So that is a really uh, beneficial thing to do and a great habit to be in because then you're really prepping your body very well for the day. The next one is do not look at your phone first thing. And so I know like those of you that I didn't lose with the snooze, I might have just lost you now. Just click or done with listening to you. But hear me out because this there's there's actually a, a lot of reasons why this is a good habit to get into. But you don't want there's a I know they're just yeah you'd be like why what I don't think so. Um, so first of all, just a practical thing of how to do this. So if you've been using your phone for your alarm, then use an actual alarm. If you don't own an alarm, go out and get one. Um, and so don't use your phone as the alarm. So then you won't be tempted to just look at it first thing. And then um, I would even suggest not having your phone in your room um, for a lot of reasons. This being one of them so that you're not looking at it right away when you get up. Um, Also, because it is emitting... um, rays and just emitting things that you don't want into your body and being there all night next to you. So that's, is just harmful to you. So you don't want that, um, being with you while you're sleeping as well. Um, but then just also think about it. Think about if you are in the habit of grabbing your phone, like you, you've started everything that that entails, right? You might be checking your email really fast and then you see an email, a work email, and then all of a sudden your mind goes to work and you haven't even gotten out of bed yet. You haven't even just done anything yet. Your feet haven't hit the floor yet. Um, you're checking social media. You're seeing this, you're seeing that, and your mind's going in a thousand ways and you haven't really been prepped for the day. So it's just so much better to not be on your phone first thing. So instead, have your quiet time first thing. So, or as close to first thing as you can, but not having the phone be that first thing. So this can look like devotions maybe, or meditation or gratitude at the very least of just thinking of things that you are grateful for. I know people that that is their habit that as soon as they, their eyes open up, they list off three things in their mind that they are grateful for. So it doesn't even have to be something that you're writing down necessarily, but where are you setting your intention? Where are you setting your mind? And just set your mind and be prepared for the day. Okay. And then the last thing in prepping for the day and starting your day um, is making your bed. Uh, And so there's a lot of reasons for this one too. Um, So it creates order. It creates a sense of accomplishment. You just did your first thing for the day. You have been successful. You've completed your first task. And if you haven't seen or heard the speech that Navy Admiral McRaven, um, or McRaven, I'm not even sure how he pronounces his last name, um, gives when he addresses the University of Texas at Austin on the class of uh, 2014, um, it's on, it's everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's on, I mean, just, just look it up. Um, I recommend that you look it up and watch that. It is very, um, very empowering. It's very emotional. It's just really cool to, to listen to, but he goes into this whole thing about why making your bed is so important. And so, um, 
that is a, a really cool thing to listen to. So definitely making your bed. So all of that. So compare that to what, how do you start the day? What are some things that you do? Think it, think about that and just stop and pause. And what do you do that does create a, create success for your day? And what are you doing that is possibly harming the success of your day and setting your day into a direction that you don't necessarily want it to go so early in the morning? So uh, stop and think about those things and uh, maybe incorporate one or two of these uh, that we just talked about. So that is prepping your day, getting up, getting ready, getting started. Okay. So then we're going to, so that was all in one big category, a bunch of different habits all inside that one category. Then the next one, I guess I could have included inside that one, but I put it in its own little realm, is brushing your teeth. And so here's the thing. So at the time of recording, so we are in um, 2022 right now. So we've just come through two crazy years of things that just changed the world that uh no one ever expected. And and our habits have changed, right? And so a lot of people talk about that. We have different habits now. We are doing things differently. Like things just got off kilter and we are in a different a different rut now. And so I, th- I feel like one of the things that really got derailed um, is this whole brushing our teeth thing. Like if you think about it, um, how many of you, if you're being honest, don't brush your teeth as much now as you did before, like, let's say two years ago. Um, And so I want to encourage you to brush your teeth. And here's why, because it's really important for your health. So did you know that bad breath can actually indicate sickness? And you may have noticed that with yourself, or you may have noticed that, um, you know, as a mom or a dad, you can tell when your child is sick because they have bad breath and um, not just because they haven't been brushing their teeth that contributes to it. Yes, but you can, you can, you can tell. And it's like the same thing. um, Dogs can notice they can smell sickness. And it's that same type of concept because it really is connected to our overall health. Um, So Brushing teeth is really important. So the mouth is related to the wellness in other areas of our body. So failing to take care of your teeth can affect your overall physical health. And then that is opening the door to heart disease and more complications. So in one recent study, people with serious gum disease were 40% more likely to have a chronic condition. Isn't that crazy? So here's a not so fun fact. At least 50% of American adults suffer from some form of gum disease. And here's an even not so, a more not so fun fact. People with gum disease are twice as likely to die from heart attacks and three times more likely to die from strokes. Yikes, that's crazy. And then it gets worse because many studies have shown links between oral diseases and Alzheimer's. And what's more, poor oral health may trigger autoimmune diseases such as lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and others. And we talked about autoimmune diseases um, a couple episodes ago, or yeah, just a couple episodes ago. So I will link that um, in the show notes. So there, there is all these connections and the connection between your gums and your health is inflammation. Okay. 
And if you listened to that episode, you heard that as well. So inflammation is a normal reaction that your body has to infection or injury. So if you have gum disease, your gums may become inflamed and bleed. But how does that happen? Usually the natural defenses we have in our bodies can prevent bacteria from entering certain systems. However, if you don't practice proper oral hygiene or put another way, if you don't brush your teeth, okay, if you don't brush your teeth, that bacteria that builds up in your mouth may enter your bloodstream and then flow into your body. So the bacteria inside your mouth can also cause tooth decay and gum disease. And research suggests that gum disease is linked to bacterial pneumonia and cardiovascular disease. Guys, like these are big things. Brush your teeth. So that means that paying attention to your oral health can prevent bacteria from entering your body and potentially protect you from all these worrying, crazy, well, not crazy, but just very worrisome health conditions. Okay. So also, There's a working relationship between diabetes and periodontitis, and that may actually be the strongest connection between the mouth and the body. So inflammation that starts in the mouth seems to weaken the body's ability to control blood sugar. Isn't that amazing? It's so interesting. So what kinds of other things are connected to our oral health? So I'm just going to read off a list of things that there's a connection between Um, our oral health and this. So cardiovascular cardiovascular disease, I just mentioned that one, Um, endocarditis, birth complications. So women who are pregnant, it's really important to make sure you are taking care of your mouth, brushing your teeth um, as well. Cancer, this is linked to cancer, pneumonia, which I mentioned, and then rheumatoid arthritis, lung conditions, obesity, So all of these things are connected to poor oral health. So the bottom line is, drum roll please, you can guess it, brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. So brush them at least twice a day and for two minutes at a time. And don't forget to floss too. So there's all kinds, you don't need a fancy toothbrush, you don't need any of that, just brush your teeth. Um, But there are fancy toothbrushes that um, have the timer set in it, you just push the button and um, you brush your teeth and then it alerts you um, when two minutes is up. So that's something you can do. You can also get a timer. There's a timer on your phone. (laughs) There's a timer on your microwave, like timer, all kinds of places. You can just set it for two minutes as well. And for parents, there are all kinds of fun toothbrushes as well. And so make it fun and make it a fun time. You can brush with your child um, and help them create these healthy habits as well. So that is brushing your teeth. So hopefully you are brushing your teeth, um, but maybe you just fell out of practice or you're not brushing as much or you're just not brushing as well. But maybe hearing these connections and the why and the reasons behind it um, might be helpful in, in just getting back into that habit. So, and of course, always go and get your teeth checked and go to the dentist on a regular basis as well, um, because there is that connection between your oral health and your overall health. All right. So 
I have more habits to share with you, but we're going to take a quick break and then we will come back and I will share more habits. You are listening to Jenny on Journey with Jenny, um, the podcast and on SM Enlightenment Radio and TV. And I'll be right back. Welcome back to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio and TV or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we are talking about habits. What habits do you have that you have created in your life? And think about what habits are serving you and what habits may not be serving you very well. And so we covered already some habits of starting the day and starting it well. And we talked about the habit of brushing your teeth. And we're going to move on to other habits um, that you may or may not have. So the next habit is washing your face and specifically washing your face before bed. So we just covered the whole day. We will cover some things in between. But why is this important? Because it's really interesting that the amount of people that are like, eh, I don't wash my face, or they'll say, eh, I don't wear makeup, or eh, I'm a guy, I don't need to wash my face, or whatever the reason is that you're giving that you're not washing your face. And so this is a little rebuttal or answer to that. Like, well, actually, it is important to wash your face. And here's why. So the first reason why is because it removes buildup. So your face is exposed to all the elements every day. No matter what you are putting onto it, it is still exposed to things. So it gets rid of dirt and oil and unwanted debris um, that are on your skin. And just think about that. Like I was saying, your skin is exposed to bacteria and pollutants and viruses and dirt and it has old dead skin cells on it. So it has all that accumulated by the end of the day. So if you didn't wash your face, your face would be covered with all of this dirt and grime and you'd be going and sleeping on that, okay? So you want to get rid of all that. The second reason why washing your face is important is because it boosts hydration. So daily cleansing helps to maintain those proper levels of hydration for your skin, and it helps to manage your pH levels of your skin. And when your skin is dehydrated, it, it looks and feels rough. And so definitely um, hydrating your skin by washing your face um, is really, really good for your skin. So the third reason why washing your face is important is it helps to maintain clear skin. So this is interesting if you didn't know. So there's um, sebum, which is oil that is below the skin, and it uses the hair follicle to go up to the skin surface and then protect the skin from bacteria 
or other harmful agents. And when there's excessive dirt um, that is built up on the surface of the skin, it can cause blockage of the follicle, which then traps the sebum, that oil, and then sweat and dead skin cells um, are all stuck in there. And then the result is acne. Okay. So cleansing the skin then removes this dirt buildup and allows the sebum oil to reach the skin surface and to protect your skin. So um, that is uh, a little lesson in how it helps to maintain your clear skin. So what would happen if you stopped washing your face or what is happening if you are not washing your face? Well, you are giving yourself clogged pores. You're giving yourself serious acne. Severe redness can be a result. Um, and th this and the next two are a result from insufficient hydration. So severe redness, dryness, irritation can all be a result of not washing your face. Um, and then just appearing oily and dirty and greasy and um, significantly ages your skin. So there have been studies that show that when someone who didn't wash their face and has um, all of this buildup, including makeup, including whatever you've been exposed to, it ages your skin and it's frightening <laughs> what it shows. So um, it definitely ages your skin. Um, and then itchiness can also be a result of not washing your skin. So what are some other benefits of washing your skin? So it helps keep your skin look radiant and healthy. Uh, it also helps anti-aging products and treatments work properly. It helps to maintain proper pore size, and it encourages proper skin hydration and prevents the production of excessive oils, which I just covered in detail. So it, and the reason why washing your face helps your anti-aging products work well and any treatments that you're, uh, using work well is because when you go to sleep at night, then your skin is going to feed on whatever is there. And so if you haven't washed your face and it has all of those things that we were just talking about, all the debris and all the bacteria and all of those things, that is what your skin is feeding on. And it's kind of like giving your skin junk food. So you know what your body feels like and looks like and experiences when all you're giving it is junk food, right? And so that's the same thing as you're giving your skin that to feed on and replenish it because your skin is replenishing and and nourishing itself overnight. And so just like you are replenishing your whole body, your skin is doing the same thing. So you want to give it something good to that is going to nourish it and to help it to be the best that it can be, right? So that is what washing your face does um, for all of those reasons we just talked about. And then it helps your products be able to work well because you are giving your skin good nourishment then. So that is a habit that if you are not in the habit of washing your face at night before you go to bed, I highly encourage you to add that in. Okay. All right. So the next habit is drinking plenty of water, staying hydrated. Okay. So, and I know you've heard me talk about this before, but it really is so, so important. So our body is primarily made up of water, right? And water is essential for our health and our body makeup. So that is nothing new. I know you know that, but the question is, how much water do you drink? How much water do you actually drink? So stop and think about yesterday. How much water did you, did you, you 
actually consume. Okay, so stop and think about that. So a good a good rule of thumb to think about is to drink um, the minimum of half of your body weight in ounces. So for example, if you weighed 100 pounds, then half of 100 is 50. So you'd want to be shooting for at least 50 ounces of water. Okay, so that's the way it works. And that's just a guide. That's something good to shoot for. Um, definitely having more of that, more water is not going to hurt. Um, so why is drinking water important? Okay, so here's some reasons why drinking water is good for your body. So number one, it flushes toxins out of your system. So how many of you have ever gone for a massage um, or you've gone to the chiropractor and you're always told to be sure to drink plenty of water, plenty of fluids after you go get a massage or after you go get adjusted because things have been shifted and you want to flush those toxins out of your system. So water helps to do that. Uh, number two, it helps your metabolism and it aids in weight loss or weight maintenance. So that's always a great thing. Uh, number three, it fights fatigue. So the next time that you are sleepy, just go grab a glass of water and see how that works for you. Number four, it improves your mood. Number five, it helps with migraines and headaches. So hopefully the first question that you ask yourself when you get a headache is, how much water have I had today? Have I been drinking water? Am I dehydrated? Because a lot of the times it's caused from dehydration. So just the act of drinking water is going to be helpful for that. Number six, drinking water relieves constipation for much of the same reasons why the headaches just being having that typically most of constipation is resulted from dehydration. Number seven, it lowers blood pressure. Crazy, right? Um, number eight, it moisturizes the skin. We were just talking about that, right? So that makes sense. Number nine, it clears up acne. So we were also just discussing that as well. Number 10, it gives body temperature regulation. So I think that is just a really cool thing as well. So when you're running a fever, getting warm, just uh, having a lot of fluids helps to uh, maintain that temperature regulation in your body. Number 11 gives healthy muscles and joints. So drinking lots of water helps to keep your muscles and joints lubricated, which helps to avoid sprains and cramps. So uh, definitely drinking water helps with that. Uh, number 12, drinking water helps fight bad breath. So that ties into what we're so brushing your teeth, drinking water. So I guess really we're helping to fight bad breath here. So if you have bad breath, I'm glad you're listening because here's ways that you can fight it. All right, number 13, it reduces water retention. That sounds counterintuitive, but again, a lot of the reasons why the main underlying reason often why you have water retention is because your body is dehydrated. So it's trying to hold on to the water that's there and then you swell up and you balloon up. So actually drinking water is going to help hydrate your body and help uh, get rid of that water retention. So kind of crazy, but that's the way it works. Uh, number 14, for your hair health. My gosh, what does drinking water not help? <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, number 15, diabetic treatment. 
Okay, drinking water. Number 16, it helps with eye health. The cornea is made up of 80% water. And we're going to talk about more, something else you can do for your eye health as well in just a minute. Number seven, or number 17, osteoporosis prevention. Oh my goodness. And number 18 helps prevent cancer. Okay, you guys. So if that isn't enough reasons to encourage you to drink water, or more water, or incorporate that um, consistently in your daily routine, making it a habit, I really don't know what will be. (laughs) So go drink water. Be sure you are drinking water. And the idea is create it as a habit. So start adding it in just a little bit. Just aim to drink one more glass of water than you did yesterday. And if yesterday was no water, then drink one glass of water today and do that consistently. Okay. So again, in this episode, I'm not going into all the ideas of how to create these habits. Um, Again, James Clear, um, his book on um, called Atomic Habits is really super helpful with that. Um, And maybe I'll do a whole episode on how to create these habits, but I just want to share some of the habits for, to encourage you to be doing. Okay. So that is the drinking water habit. All right. Got it. Okay. Let's move on to the next habit. This habit is wearing sunglasses. So I'm curious if this is a habit that you have or if it's not. Um, So protecting your skin from the sun's UV rays is important. And so is protecting your eyes from the sun's UV rays. Okay. So just like we've talked about plenty of times um, about, well, I have in many different places, maybe I haven't, I um, can't, did we do skin? Um, I don't think I've done, we talked a little bit about that in the very beginning when we talked about Uh, the mind, body, skin, um, but definitely protecting our skin from the UV rays. But we know that, right? But definitely protecting our eyes from the UV rays is really important. So let's look at what UV rays can do to your eyes, okay? So number one, it can help to promote cataracts. So UV rays contribute to this. Yes, age and genetics are the main factors in cataracts, but why add in another major player if you can avoid it? So it's going to help um, just the UV rays are going to add to the building of those cataracts. Okay. The second thing that UV rays do to our eyes are what's called a corneal sunburn. So this can happen when the sun is reflecting off the snow or the ice in the winter or reflecting off the water in the summer. So think about that's when some of the worst damage can be done with that reflection. And so um, I don't know if you've ever been, you know, skiing or out sledding or just walking in the snow, snowshoeing, um, and just it's just so bright, right? And so um, so you can be doing some serious damage to your eyes. It's not just that it's a nuisance, um, it can it can really be affecting your eyes in a bad way. So we don't want corneal sunburn. The third thing that UV rays do to our eyes is macular degeneration. So this too is typically diagnosed in people over fifty or over sixty. Um, but what you might not know is that this is caused by the cumulative effects of UV rays 
throughout your life. And I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know that. I hear about this. I knew of macular degeneration, but um, I thought that was really interesting that that's caused by the UV rays accumulation, just like skin cancer is caused by accumulation, right? Or it can be, some of it can be. Um, And so I just thought that was really interesting. So you can protect your eyes from that. Uh, The next one is conjunctival cancer. So similar to UV rays causing skin cancer, like I was just talking about, um, it can cause eye cancer um, as well. And then the last one is glaucoma. So the UV rays can um, contribute to glaucoma as well. So, um, and then besides those major things, um, excessive sunlight can just, can lead to headaches and migraines and sunglasses can help lessen eye strain and eye fatigue as well, um, as I'm sure that you can imagine. And just like I was just saying um, just a little bit ago, the risk of the UV damage is greater at certain times of day. And it's greater when bouncing off the snow or the water, like I was saying, and it's greater in higher altitudes. Okay. So keep this in mind. Okay. So let me say that again. The risk of UV damage is greater at certain times of the day. Um, It's greater when it's bouncing off or reflecting off of snow or ice or water. And it's greater in higher altitudes. So definitely keep those things in mind to make sure that you are protecting your eyes. So how do we do that? So look for a pair of sunglasses that says it gives protection for the UV rays um, from the sun. So, and it doesn't even have to be the most expensive sunglasses, um, but just one to note that, so this is really interesting that um, that I had not heard about. And this goes, actually ties in right to the beginning when we were talking about waking up habits. Um, this is really interesting. So apparently there are times of the day when shielding your eyes behind sunglasses might not be a good idea. So check this out. Studies have shown that light sensing photoreceptors in the eyes help to set the body's circadian clocks, which play a role in regulating sleep, appetite, and much else like we were talking about that earlier when we were talking about um, hitting the snooze button, right? That's what I was talking about. So this is interesting. Research has found that people get high levels or people who get high levels of bright light in the morning tend to sleep better than those who don't. And wearing sunglasses early in the day may interfere with these processes. I think that's so interesting. So Dr. C. Stephen Foster says it may be prudent to go without sunglasses until 9 or 10 a.m. Assuming a person isn't staring straight at the sun and its rays aren't strong enough in the morning to cause damage and exposing the eyes to natural light can help set the body's internal clocks, he says. So I just think that is really fascinating. So interesting. So I may be resetting some of my morning habits. So um, I would love to know what habits you think are important or non-negotiable that have been difference makers in your life, in your routine. 
and tell me, and tell me what habits am I missing on this list? If you were creating this episode, what would you have put on the list? I would love to hear it. So hop on into our Facebook group, um, which is Journey with Jenny to Healthy Living. So it's on Facebook. You can find us at Journey with Jenny to Healthy Living. Um, That's the name of our Facebook group. So you can go search that there, or you can just click the link in the show notes and join the conversation. Let us know what habits you would have put on the list. And so I hope you learned a thing or two um, at minimum that you are motivated to incorporate a habit into your daily routine. And so to wrap up, I just have some questions for you to ask yourself about your habits, okay? So, and use these as a reflection. Um, You can use them as a reflection um, on specific parts of your life or your life as a whole, okay? So here they are. Are your habits moving you forward? Are your habits helping you create the life you want to be living? What is the smallest habit you can change that compounded over time will move you forward? What habits keep you highly effective? What habits keep you back from greater success? What is your best habit for productivity? What does your morning routine look like and what do you want it to look like? Do you have a habit that sabotages your success? How can you change it? So I hope those questions are helpful. Ask them to yourself. Go back and replay them and ask yourself these questions and check in and see what are, maybe you said all the things that I share. You're like, check, 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 check. I do that. That's a part of my life. Okay. Well, now challenge yourself in all of the habits of your life that you have. And like I said, if there's ones that you think should be in this episode, let me know. Let's hear it. I would love to hear that. So I hope this has been helpful. I'm excited to hear your success and what is working well for you. And cheers to good habits. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining us on the Journey with Jenny podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please download my podcast and leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help, and I would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.